Hello there. General Kenobi! You are the bold one. Kill him. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. Josh here with my co-host George. Yo, yo. And Hunter. How's it going? And we're going to talk to you guys about everything we know and all the tips we want to give you about that information about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So here we go. All right, so we're going to be telling you guys our five tips for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and we're going to start with the biggest one of all. So one of the things that Disney just revealed actually earlier today any of you, of you that follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, which you should be, uh, will know this. But uh, one of the things that Disney revealed is that you can check in up to two hours early. Now, they had said this like a couple days ago. I didn't really understand why. Now, we understand the reason why now. So the whole thing is that you're going to check in two hours early at the Star Wars launch bay inside Tomorrowland. They'll have a podium set up at the beginning. You'll show them your registration. They'll verify it. You'll check in, but then they will take you up to the uh, long, like, uh, what would you call it? Like a ramp on the side yeah. where you go up to what used to be the Marvel Superhero uh, HQ, which I'm kind of hoping is still a little bit there, but we'll see. <laughs> but uh, you're going to be going up there because they're going to have actual merchandise for you up there from the land. So you can get some of that out of the way immediately. Uh, I think this is a great thing because Disney knows that one of the biggest things we're all going to be doing when we go there, including myself is purchasing items so it's cool that they're going to have them out of the way like you know where you can just be like get this stuff now and when you get to the land you'll get to the bigger things that are going to be a lot of a weight and i'm going to tell you about those too so how do you guys feel about uh being able to purchase items without the uh the glow and the look of the actual shops i don't mind it too much because they're they're honestly help doing us a favor because going into it you have a four-hour block and uh, initially, when when it was a four-hour block, I was like, oh, that means you'll have time to do this and this and this, because there's only going to be a finite number of people in these four-hour blocks. And it's like, yeah, but they all, they're all they all thinking the same thing as you. Some of them are like, oh, I'm going to shop the whole time. And others are like, I'm going to get on the one ride and do all that stuff. I totally agree. Um, that's one of the things, uh, too, why we're giving the five tips is because uh, when it really comes down to it, I've been watching all day today. I've been watching all these videos from people who have done the <coughs> cast member previews. And you're starting to see already a very, very specific pattern of how people are going into this land. So that's one thing that you really want to know going into this. I don't know. I'm not really a big fan. I, honestly, like uh, like I said a second ago, I do see like one negative thing would be you're not getting the, the feel of the land. You're not getting the store. But I'm assuming <coughs> that this is also going to be more of your like general basic stuff. It's not going to be something cool like... You're not. You're obviously not buying a bust of Emperor Palpatine in here. You're yeah. gonna be buying like a shirt that says Droid Depot or uh, you know something like that. I, this is gonna I, be more of your like basic items you can just pick up. Exactly, like you just said, like basic items. Like I feel like there's gonna be like a shirt, like a pen, whatever. And if people wear it, they're like, oh, look at this guy. 
Like, just wearing the, the cheap one. You know, I don't know. We'll get into that later, but, like, that, too, I do love that they know, uh, <coughs> and it's specific to one of the stores, they know that Star Wars fans get real big, uh, real big and uh, very specific on their own little things. And so they have stores dedicated to what you want. What do you think is going to be inside the store, that, that little store? I think, guarantee, there's got to be I'm a shirt, assume... a pen... Uh, maybe a ear or something. Probably puppets, uh, the little stuffed animals and stuff, uh, action figures. I think that's what they're going to It's just going to be our basic stuff because it's not going to be anything epic where you're going to be like, oh my, you know, oh my lord, I got my big ticket item right now and now I can just go inside and do whatever. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Because you want the experience of buying a big item. You're not buying a lightsaber in there. Yeah. Uh, but that, uh, brings us to actually when you get inside the land. So... The, there's like I said, there's very specifically, there's basically three things everyone's doing. So number two, uh, I'm going to say get to the cantina. Uh, every video I watched, everyone said the same thing. It was basically they went to the cantina first and they enjoyed it. But the way the cantina works is it's a two drink minimum, but it's also a 45 minute uh, stay you have in there. Um, now, what this gets into is that a lot of people go in there and they stay the full 45 but a lot of people also pointed out that after like an hour of your four hour block, the uh, cantina will build up like a two hour line and they'll close. They'll actually close off the line, too, when it hits that point, because they're not letting anyone stay past their four hour block. So they they know and they, you know, with the cast member previews, they're already gathering when they need to cut down these lines. Wow. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually really smart on their part to be like. Because that means that they'll probably be doing the same thing with the one ride that's going to be opening with the uh, with the place. Where they're going to be like, hey, I mean, it sucks to say, but we're going to cut it off right here because otherwise the next group of people are already coming into a huge line. Yes. Um, now this also gets into uh, our next thing. Uh, so this is going to be surprising probably for anyone uh, other than any of you that have watched any videos online. But uh, I would definitely say that the biggest thing that if it's basically your do or die thing is going to be uh the lightsaber shop uh so the thing with the lightsaber shop that i saw in every video is they said that this thing is holding about a three hour line so it's coming down to if you don't get in line for that immediately you're not getting in there unless you're going to spend your whole four hours there in line for this one experience so one cool thing about it is uh I know a lot of people online have uh, made fun of it, saying that it's very similar to Ollivander's wand shop at uh, Universal. However, the biggest difference is that uh, Ollivander's is where you go in there as a group. I think it's a group of like 20 or something like that. And one person, usually a child, is chosen to get to do the full experience of finding their wand. And you're like, oh, that's cool for that guy. That person. But uh, (laughs) the way the lightsaber works is that every person is getting that chance to have their full experience where they're going to be interviewed and it's going to be decided by uh, the uh, workers inside the store which lightsaber is best for you, which kyber crystal is best for you, which pieces you should be selecting. Also, on top of that, it's a $200 lightsaber, so of course you better be giving me what I want to see. Yeah, I want the, I want the full shebang. And uh, I think we've already you know discussed off-mic that that was my initial plan, was just to get the lightsaber and just be done with it. But in reality, I actually want to do more than that. So I'm really hoping that when we go, I, I'm i hoping that we'll be able to get in a dead sprint, even if it's just me out of the group doing it, jumping yeah. in that really quick and 
personally, uh, the way I was looking at it, um, some of us uh, went out uh, for the registration date and we were able to uh, kind of, you know, cheat the system and pick up more than one um, reservation. For people like that, obviously, you know, the easiest thing is it's like you experience everything else, you use the other day to do the lightsaber. But for those of us, that's also why we're doing this list is because, you know, it's really going to come down to which one is more important to you. Is it seeing the land, experiencing these stores, experiencing the attraction, or is it doing this one thing, which is the lightsaber? Or the ride. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, honestly, um, as much as I want to get on the ride, it's more the experience and the feel of walking into an area and being like, "I'm, I'm in Star Wars. It's one of those just tough things, like, I keep seeing, like, videos of, like, the rides or whatever, and, like, I, I, I want to go see the ride so bad, because, like, to me, like, if I ride the ride once, like, then after that, I could just go to stores, like, whenever I want, you know? And that one ride, like, you all, there's always going to be at least a four or five hour line, you know? Like, if you just swing by, like, get it over with, you could always go to the park, like, whenever they're cooled down, like, now just to shop everywhere, you know? Yeah, um, so a couple things on how this shop's gonna work. First of all, uh, from the videos I've seen uh, with these YouTubers going to the uh, the cast member uh, previews, one of the biggest things is uh, I haven't seen one yet where someone actually experienced it. Uh, a lot of people have said they've talked to others and they've heard how amazing it is, but no one has actually waited the line because like I said, these are cast member previews and of course these YouTubers want content so the thing is, is that they experience everything else and they're just like, whatever, I guess I just won't do that thing. I'll wait till the actual day to do that. So um, I'm just going to give you like the quick rundown of uh, how the website specifically describes doing this experience. So at Savi's uh, lightsaber shop, you will meet one of Savi's gatherers outside of the workshop where you'll choose uh, where you'll be coming inside to choose your lightsaber. So I've already heard from the YouTubers that the way they're doing this, and we talked about it, when you look at it on the map, it's pretty obvious there's like a courtyard in the front. It's pretty obvious that that's a queue. Um, so the thing is, is that you basically queue up. When you get up to the front, uh, you're going to be paying $200 right off the bat. And then you're going to be brought inside to experience this. That's when one of the gatherers will bring you inside. When you're brought inside, uh, you will go through the lightsaber. So there's four lightsaber themes uh, or hilts. Uh, themes that there are so there's peace and uh justice so this uh i do i'm gonna read this just because i love the descriptions this is like just to get you all going so peace and justice salvage scraps from the fallen jedi temples and crashed starships in these republic era designs honor the galaxy's former guardians power and control originally forged by dark side warriors this style features rumored remnants from the sith homeworld and abandoned temples. <laughs> Elemental nature. This theme embodies the force, an energy created by all living things like uh, brylark trees, cartusian whale bones, and rancor teeth. Protection and defense. Hilt materials bear mysterious motifs and inscriptions that reconnect users with the ancient wellspring of the force. The gatherers will then... Uh, help you select the heart of your lightsaber, which is the Kaiba crystal. Now, these will be available in red, blue, green, or violet. So that's just up to you to choose which color you want. 
Uh, I'm going to push for Violet is going to be the biggest one, I think. Violet oh, and red. Yeah, I think probably uh, the regular colors will be, but I feel like for a real aficionado, it's going to be that Violet because we were discussing it off mic, but realistically, there's only one person who's ever had Violet, and that's Mace Windu. Yeah. So it's like, why wouldn't you go for the one no one has? Why did George Lucas choose to make it purple or Violet? Uh, we were going over that, so that's a little movie history, but... Um, Samuel Jackson, who plays Mace Windu, when it came time for doing the second movie, he uh, very famously told George Lucas, you know, since I'm the only black guy in this uh, Star Wars prequels, I think that my lightsaber should be different from everyone's. So George Lucas agreed, and he actually redesigned his lightsaber because those of us like myself, who had a toy of Mace Windu from the first movie, uh, episode one, he came with a blue lightsaber. But then in episode two, he gets a purple lightsaber with a gold uh, hilt instead. <laughs> and it's because George Take Lucas was like, yeah, he was like, I'm going to give you a very specific one. Yours is going to stand above everybody else's and it's really cool. Uh, so next, begin, uh, you'll begin assembling your hilt with parts provided based on your theme and, uh, and pin. What? So... Uh, these are the these are the specific pieces that are inside of it. So you're gonna get one hilt, okay. four sleeves. You'll be picking two of them, but there's four different sleeves you can choose for the hilt. Two emitters. You'll only pick one. Uh, two uh, pommel caps. You're you're only gonna pick one of those, and you'll get two activation plates and switches. Oh, I keep saying like you'll be getting. Uh, it's two sets of uh, activation plates and switches, and you'll pick only one of them. Yeah. Uh, so when you complete it, the unu uh, unused parts will be collected by the gatherers, returned to Savi's inventory. These are not included with your lightsaber package. Yeah, sorry the way I was talking. Um, finally, the gatherers will masterfully connect your hilt to a 36-inch lightsaber blade so you're ready for anything the galaxy puts in your path. So, pricing. Uh... These will be um, $200. Uh, I believe it's $199.99 specifically. Yeah, it's $200. Uh, right here. Custom lightsabers are not refundable <gasps> and are not eligible for annual pass holders or uh, any other discounts. <gasps> I know, right? Come I'm still on, bro. One. Give us a discount. <laughs> nah, I'll still buy one. Yeah, so um, one thing is, like, we watched a video earlier, um, you know, of the Star Wars Celebration, and it's pretty obvious how they do it. So you'll get a black bag that, uh, it looks like it's, like, a, not really a hard shell, but it looks like there's something in it to, like, basically protect the blade. So you're going to put it inside of there. Uh, it's a long one for your uh, actual blade. But uh, you'll get a nice little uh, metal box that uh, the lightsaber actually comes in, which is, uh, of course, just an amazing presentation in my world i just want a like a nice suitcase and like open it like right there <laughs> i don't care what case it comes in because the second i get one that thing's gonna be strapped to my waist forever yes. uh i do know actually uh that's another thing uh that's a good point to bring up i do know that you will also be receiving the uh, belt clip with it so each lightsaber will get the belt clip so you will be able to walk around with it that is a big thing to me, is I'm like, there's a part of me that's like, I mean, I do want to walk around with it on my... <laughs> Imagine, <clears throat> like, if you lose it, like, if you're on the ride now, like, they're going to say, lightsabers well, is... <laughs> I, I'm going to assure that, that they're probably really good, but... I don't think anyone's going to... 
I don't think anyone's that dumb. Not with a $200 yeah, item. You never know. Uh, I'm going to go on a roller coaster for that thing. Uh, <laughs> I will say, too, we do know that you can buy the, uh, as they're calling them, the legacy ones. So these are the hero ones. So you can purchase, like, uh, I've seen, like, it's basically Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan. Um, I did hear that they have Count Dooku. I hope so, because that's, like, the coolest one you could be buying. Oh, yeah. Um, the fencing one? But, uh, yeah, you will be able to do that. I'm kind of hoping, especially with the rumors of these lines, that the hero ones, I'm hoping that's, like, in the Black Spire Outpost, like, the regular merchandise shop. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we won't know till we actually come out there. But, you know, knowing all this now, I feel like uh, it's that thing. It's, like, when you initially hear that the lightsaber shop's pulling this kind of weight and stuff you're just kind of like why would you do this weight but it's like you hear how specific this gets on on it like uh and you know i've seen pictures of like the way that well it's not real pictures but it's drawings and it's basically like you know they have the pieces of the lightsaber out for you to choose and try on on the lightsaber so it's like you're getting that full experience like i said you're getting the full experience of uh like if you were going to ollivanders you everyone wants that experience of finding the one that will actually be right for them you know no one wants to watch everyone else doing it and be like so i'll take a regular lightsaber yeah like you want that full experience you want them to make you feel like you're a special you you watch your friend make his own and you up there can i just get obi-wan you want to be the broom boy <laughs> <laughs> the first time you force pull a broom to you <laughs> awfulness uh so anyway so that's tip number four so uh tip number or that's tip number three Tip number four, I don't know how to count, guys. So tip number four is obviously the attraction. Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. So this is uh, the only attraction opening. And I've already heard... Um, so this is another one of those where it's like, initially, it's going to have like close to no weight. I've been hearing people say that in the first like hour or so, you're going to be able to gra uh, go into here. And you're going to be able to wait basically like 30 minutes to get on it. But... Uh, after that it is when people start lining up for this thing. And I've heard that uh, basically in the second hour, they'll cut off the line because no one can ride it anymore because it's going to go past the uh, block. Now, uh, the cool thing with the Falcon ride, um, so this is how it works. Uh, I, I read, um, uh, I know we had discussed uh, before like about like uh, what we heard, uh, Entertainment Weekly, I believe it was, was when uh, they got to go to the land and see certain things. So this is a big thing with the Falcon ride. Um, actually, it's with both of them, and I'll get into that later. But the Falcon ride, uh, I completely overlooked like parts of the queue. So the way the queue works is uh, you, obviously the middle of the land, you'll see the huge Millennium Falcon. Also, there will be photo pass people there to take your photos in front of it. <laughs> so you'll get that anyway. But uh, you go and and ah, you go and enter the queue. When you enter the queue you're going to basically be working through uh, what looks like a port. So you're seeing like a mechanic shop and you're seeing uh, Hondo's people working on ships. Uh, you're gonna be going through it. That's where you see the boxes and stuff where you famously use the app to uh, see what you're uh, smuggling, which is uh, weapons. And you meet, uh, at the very end of the line, you're gonna meet Hondo Onaka himself, who is hiring you for the job for the smugglers run. So he's telling you that he needs a crew to work and uh, pick up these items and you're going to be delivering them he tells you everything's legal and everything's good but also he tells you don't ask what you're uh what you're giving up or what you're giving out and also if the first order comes looking for you you better be quick and which is like obviously this is an illegal matter 
But uh, this is where they have that amazing uh, animatronic uh, that we've seen pictures and videos of. Now, what I didn't catch before is that apparently there's a screen behind it and the screen, uh, or behind him, there's a screen showing you the Millennium Falcon uh, and he tells you that they're bringing it down to work on it. So they're, uh, you see him bringing it down, which is the explanation. I know I've heard people complain and I've heard people complain too that it's like, oh, but you know, I went, uh, I went and I saw the Falcon, it never moved, but then I go on the ride and I'm just supposed to believe that it moved down. Yes. It's like, there's a little bit of this where you're going to have to sit there and be like, let's be real, guys. You're not really in Star Wars. Okay, no matter what, you're not really there. Wow. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm willing to suspend <laughs> my belief and see that screen and be like, they're bringing it down for me. So that's where, uh, after that, they're going to bring you, this is where I'm a little whatever too so they you walk through like a uh a hallway and it um is apparently connected to the falcon and you walk straight onto the falcon i don't like that because i'm like we all want the experience of being han and walking out seeing the falcon and walking up that little ramp into it but i'm yeah. like you know what whatever i'm fine with that if we're just going to walk in, um, you know, like I said, we don't know because we can't see videos and stuff from the people doing the previews. I've heard that it's like you have to suspend your belief a little that you're walking onto it. I'm going to guess that it's like you walk down a hallway and they built just a portion of the Falcon for you to walk up that ramp. Oh, well, I'll get over it. Uh, so uh, this is all part of the queuing thing, too. So you're going to go into the uh, actual Falcon and that's where you can see, for instance, like the chessboard and stuff. But uh, the cool thing is that you're going in like a group of, uh, I believe it's like 20 to 30. And you're, uh, or I don't think it's as big as 30, actually. I think it's more like 15 or something. But you're going into the Falcon and you get to wander around the Falcon. And ta uh, what I love is the Imagineer said they're like, you can get your selfies. You can do what you want inside there. And uh, what they're going to do is they give you a card with a color on it. And that's going to tell you your boarding group. So you're waiting and you're, when you finally get your boarding group, they're going to assign you jobs. Now, this is where it gets kind of bad, I guess, or whatever. I've already uh, heard from people doing it that um, you don't get to choose your job. You can't ask for a spot. They just give you one. And basically, if you're not a pilot, your uh, view of the ride is way less. Um, but you're given, uh, there's six, uh, well, there's three positions with two at each spot. So there's two pilots, there's two engineers, and there's two gunners. Two gunners, obviously, there's two guns, on one on top, one on the bottom. You have screens that help you out at what you're shooting at. Engineers, you've got two of them. They're dealing with things like fires, breaking stuff, like uh, which is cool that they're dealing with that kind of stuff. Uh, the pilots, the way it works is that uh, you one is controlling up and down. The other is controlling left to right. Oh, God. So, uh, which explains why you them. have to have two people piloting this thing. Um so this is where I, I've complained before that I'm like, I feel like of the two rides, this is the one I could care a little less about because it's obviously screens. That was until I listened to this YouTuber <laughs> and I love like he said, he's like, I'm not going to spoil things because he's like, it's up to you to, you know, go through it. But he said, when you get to punch it to Lightspeed, because he was a pilot, he said, when you punch it to Lightspeed and you flip it, he's like, you're just like, this is everything I've ever wanted. And like you like you can hear it in my voice as soon as i heard that i was like i know that's me i'm gonna be like yes this is the moment i've lived for is to punch it to light speed see josh say ah! 
He's like, bro, chill out. I'll, I'll tell you right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it's uh, me and Ellie as pilot, and I just look at my daughter, and I'm just like, we're doing this. We just punch it. Oh, that's gonna be great. Uh, but uh, that's the cool part. Uh, like I said, he didn't spoil anything else about it. Um, but he did say that like. Uh, for the other positions, you're not getting to see the screens as much because you're dealing with your own section. Now, uh, this is going into the next part, too. So, what's so, the Falcon attraction? So, hold, hold that oh, thought. Okay. So, you're saying no. that, uh, so, like, the gun shooter, they, you actually going upstairs and, like, in no. one of them downstairs? You're or? all in the cockpit. That's where it's a little bit of, like, you have to suspend your belief. Uh-huh. So, you're going in a cockpit and... Like, uh, I, I believe you... what they said is that you're being told that there's, like, basically a droid you're controlling in that. Uh, you have a screen, so you see what you're uh, doing, but it's like, you're not in there. You're you're gonna be in the cockpit with everyone else. You're just controlling the yeah. panels all. Same oh, thing with like uh, when you when you're the engineer, you're uh, most likely. Uh, you know, I'm not super certain because you know, like I said, no one wants to give away a lot, but I'm assuming it's like for like you know the things like put out a fire or send like a droid out really to fix something. Uh, it's probably like the the shot in solo where where they're trying to fix the uh where the, the hyperdrive just click buttons and whatever. Yeah, like they're, they're oh, on the bottom and they're like, "Oh." Cuz you know what I feel like that um right is is uh the Space Mountain, not Space Mountain, the Mission to Mars. Like yes. you, it, uh, so I feel it's kind of like, like, like that. So it's kind of like that. Mission it's, Space, uh, yeah. yeah, it is. Yes. It's a lot so, more plus yeah basically um what i've heard is it's like uh yeah it's a plus version of that so it's like there's specific things but this is like a bigger role play so uh that's another thing so when they originally designed this it was fully open world where you could crash it now this is where uh you know i've heard the rumor or whatever uh the you know the storytelling of it is that uh the original version you could fully do whatever you wanted you could crash the falcon and that's it but uh, they were saying that, like, um, you could crash it within, like, 30 seconds. But then it was someone in management told the Imagineers, they were like, that doesn't make sense. And they're like, what do you mean? You know, you wanted this to be fully immersive. And they're like, yes. But, uh, and this is the story part, is uh, apparently this uh, person told them, imagine you came to this park. You waited five hours to get on this attraction. You finally get on it, and a person who's the pilot that you don't even know they accidentally crash it, and after your five-hour wait, you waited, or you got to experience this ride for 30 seconds. They're like, how would you feel coming off this ride? Open them up. That's why, uh, you know, and that's another thing is, like, basically, it's open world in the sense that uh, it's also a very specific route. Like, you can fly around it, you can hit things, you can uh, damage the Falcon and stuff, but you ultimately, you can't crash the thing ultimately, because you, you get your the destination. full destination. Now, on top of that, this is where it gets into what our fifth thing's gonna be. So, with this, uh, with this whole land, everything's immersive. And everyone loves to use that word, immersive. It's fully immersive, you're part of this world. But they're taking it to another level here. So with the Falcon ride, specifically, you can uh, beat up the Falcon. You can even, uh, apparently you can even drop your uh, cargo load if you're, you know, being chased. And if you do things like that, they have direct results on yourself. So the way it's it works... It's going to be like an auto thing, no? Well, no, I'll tell you how that works. So uh, the thing is, though, that after the ride, uh, the conclusion, for instance, if you beat up the Falcon, like crash it a lot, uh, Hondo will be telling you that you owe him this many credits. If you finish the job, he gives you a reward of credits, uh, galactic credits. If you drop your uh, load, specifically, this is the one I've been reading about, I haven't heard anyone that's experienced it, of course, but 
if you drop the load and don't finish the mission, uh, you know, and you just finish the, uh, the actual thing, uh, a bounty, a bounty will be placed on you and a bounty hunter will approach you and demand, uh, credits and payment for Hondo, which I'm just like, oh my God, to, to have an actual bounty hunter come up to you telling you that you owe him some credits. Uh, like, I just love this idea. So the way this works, and this is number five, you need to get onto your phone, get in your app store and download the Disney uh, play app. So it's the Disney Parks play app. Now, the, uh, the, we've had it. I've had it for a while. It's got little like uh, cool things it does, but it's not really interactive with anything. And to be honest, I could have told you like last year, I didn't really understand why they uh, put any money into building this app. Now that we have this, we understand it because uh, all of you, uh, I know Hunter wasn't able to experience it, so I got to show these two today, but they already updated it for Star Wars. So when you go in there and the uh, park, uh, the Disney Play app, you're going to go over to Galaxy's Edge. It's going, uh, you're going to click on this thing and it's going to say, open, um, what did it say? Uh, open the data pad. Yeah. Uh, so you open it and this is where the immersive part is, is that it has a profile of you. It follows the faction you're in. For instance, like if you're doing missions for the resistance, it'll know. If you're doing missions for the first order, it'll know that. Uh, if you're a scoundrel in general, it'll know that. <laughs> it tracks how many credits you have and you've collected doing certain missions because there's like so lots of side missions you can do with this app. You, uh, you can like discover things, you can steal transmissions, you can turn on and off security drones for the first order and you collect credits doing these missions. And it's literally an RPG. It's a role-playing game while you're in the land. Which I'm, like, looking at this, and I was like, I might spend my whole four-hour block just trying to get my stats up. Like, this is so incredible, what they've designed. <laughs> By the end of it, did you write anything? Nope, but I am a scoundrel, <laughs> so... Did you write anything? Ride. I lived it. <laughs> I lived it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to say. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, the thing is, is that this is a fully immersive... You are, you are leaving uh, Disneyland behind and you are becoming a person that lives in the Star Wars galaxy. You are a foreigner coming to Batu with a mission on your hand. You can go to the Resistance Supply and be recruited by the Resistance to do missions for them. Or you can go to First Order uh, Depot and be recruited by them to run little missions for them, like turning back on security drones. And you earn things doing this. And this is what's so incredible is that you, like I said, you're not going to be going there thinking, did I ride enough things? You're going to be going there like, I am a scoundrel. I'm a smuggler. You know, I I am Han Solo. Like, I'm that guy. <laughs> it's it's just so cool to think about because it, it just adds another layer to it where it's like, you're going to want to keep going back anyway just because you're like, I just want to see what somebody might say to me because, you know, walk into a shop and if you're part of the resistance, they're like, like hey, thanks for what you did. I appreciate it. Yeah, and that's that's what I want to experience. I, I think with an iPad, it's probably cooler. Like, you get that full Well, because, like, I, I can only imagine that, like, you know, you're walking around with the Play app, and it's, like you like were saying, it's tracking stuff. I kind of want to run into First Order people, see what they do, because oh. I know how I want to run things with me. And as a quick thing, too, because uh, George kind of, uh, you know, hit it on the nose, too. So it's that thing, how do they track you, right? So when you turn on the app, and you go into the data pad, the first thing it's going to tell you is this app requires Bluetooth uh, access. 
and you have to turn it on and turn on the you know always on for the app because even when you have it off it's tracking those things that you do that's how it's going to track you on the rides so it'll cool. know what you've done that's cool yeah i've like i fully love this like i like i said i always wanted to feel like a part of that and you get to feel that now now the only other thing is like going into the land dressed uh, for the part <laughs> that will happen soon enough yes because they sell those items yeah <laughs> Uh, but you know, um, I hope you guys enjoyed like these five tips. Uh, I, uh, this isn't the end. Don't, don't get excited. But, uh, I just wanted to go over those really quickly for you. Uh, just again, uh, right now, before I get into the rest of the things, uh, about the, what we know of the land. Uh, so the five tips, I'll also say it again at the end. So you might hear me say it a lot, but the five tips I'm going to give you is number one, check in early, check in two hours early at Star Wars launch bay. Get that your shopping out of the way so you can fully immerse in this land. Number two, go to the cantina and experience the cantina quickly. Get your drinks, get your yubnub, whatever you want, your souvenir glasses, get those on. Number three, if you want a lightsaber, you're going to have to go there very early in your trip because it's probably going to be your entire four-hour block. Number four, Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. Experience uh, the ride of a lifetime in the most iconic piece of garbage in the galaxy <laughs> number five download your disney play app all right so into the rest of this uh also um just to go back on the cantina for a second the uh we have seen some of the pricing uh the souvenir glasses are way more than i thought they were gonna be um i've seen uh, one of them is like 75 dollars oh. i believe it's like a group drink but it's still like that's a lot uh, the Yubnub specifically, the souvenir glass yeah, one, yeah, is $45. Yes, uh, that was the thing. Uh, I will say I'm a little annoyed about that because I thought it was going to be more like... Um, what's a good example? I thought it was going to be more like uh, Trader, Trader Sam's. Because Trader Sam's, like, the souvenir glasses are like 25 bucks with your drink. Uh, I spent 25 And it's like, and that's yeah. fine. This is $45 to get your souvenir drink. Um... Now, on top of that, I will say, uh, like, you know, I I didn't think it was worth kind of going into earlier, but, uh, so it's not a bar bar. So it's, they're not pouring like actual drinks. Uh, the drinks are already pre-made, but they do it in a, uh, apparently a very awesome, like, uh, thing where they like pull switches and stuff. And then your drink comes out, like, as if they just like made it, which, uh, that's going to be cool to experience. I know I want to see it at least, uh, a little, it is all ages. Uh, we saw that on the map because Disney also already released the map. Uh, so that's cool. They do have non-alcoholic drinks, but it is a two drink minimum, at least for now. So you're going to have to decide what you're getting. Oh, so even if you got like, cause like the Yubnub isn't that one, the non-alcoholic one? Yes, that's a, uh, non-alcoholic. Oh, so it'd be like that. And then like jet fuel or whatever. And it's like, and that's your two limit. Yes. Because cool. we don't um, want drunk people in Star Wars. So uh, one of the other things, too, uh, this is just an interesting thing. Uh, I just wanted to bring it up because in my solo episode, which uh, you probably listen to because you love my voice. But uh, <laughs> in my solo episode, I said that uh, depending on the or depending on the way that they showed the map on the Disneyland app, I assumed that the main entrance uh, that you were going to go in through is the middle one because... Uh, the middle one, which is uh, on that side part of Big Thunder, that's the one where all the shops are right there when you come in, and you're going to have that straight shot of the Millennium Falcon. I assumed that that was, like, the main entrance you wanted, which I, I kind of complained about because I was like, 
you know, I think it'd be cooler to go in through the Critter Countryside because you get to experience it more like a reveal. Uh, and I said, you know, it's a lot like, uh, I've heard a lot of people say it, but, you know, going back to Cars Land, Cars Land, like, it's cool when you go down the main stretch and you see it and you're like, this is like the movie. But it's, like, a lot cooler if you go through the side, you know, where the uh, pier is and you go through that sideway where you're going uh, under the carburetor, you're going into yeah. the carburetor county and you're seeing the Cadillac range, you're seeing the car, you know, the radiator springs racers running through. It's cooler as a reveal where it's, like, slowly a reveal to it. Um... Now, uh, to uh, backtrack on what I had said on the last episode, it turns out, uh, listening to these people that did the cast member previews, it sounds like the way that they're controlling the crowds uh, and the leaving is that uh, they're going to designate one side for you to enter on and another side for you to leave at. Like, I listened to, a, uh, I want to say, like, five people talk about it, and <clears throat> every one of them had a different experience where it was like, they entered through the first order side, which is the side that's close to Fantasyland, and they exited through the middle part. Or uh, one guy entered through the Critter Country side, and he exited through the first order side. Uh, because they're four-hour blocks, and they're kind of pushing everyone out together, I'm assuming this is how they're doing that, is they flip them, and they're just like, uh, this set will come in on this side, and the other set will come in on the other, uh, you know, the opposite side. Which makes sense, because it's like, that's how you're going to control them. Yep. What I'm curious is that how are you gonna go like inside of the land? Like, is is there just gonna be a big fence with cast member like oh, do you have you passed like? Just oh yeah, uh, it looks like already that they've set it up where um, you know they're they're just uh, I mean, because there's there's a long <coughs> walk uh, to it, so uh, they've already set it up. Um, I actually already saw pictures. Uh, the one you know uh, for us like uh, when we go to Disneyland, we love to let uh, my son who's one, we'll let him like kill out his energy. By running around the main entrance side, uh, what I'm calling the main entrance side, which is the big thunder side, uh, I let him run around that area because it's a huge stretch. And right now there's nothing going on there. So you just let him run around that whole area. The train goes above. You know, he gets excited for that. They block that off now because they're oh. getting ready for it. And actually, uh, I've seen pictures because they're doing the cast member previews yeah. already. Now that I think of it, that's exactly how they're doing it. They block them off pretty far ahead. And then you have to come up. They you show that you're there for a reservation. They confirm it and they let you in. So, so we the, know that that's how they're running it. So I'm guessing like when we're about to go inside, I mean there's gonna be a still a huge line just to go oh, yeah. inside, right? Definitely, because everyone's gonna go in. I assume everyone's gonna do the same thing I'm gonna do. They're gonna go in the second they can. Yep. I'm not gonna sit there and be like, oh, we'll, we'll mosey over. I'm gonna go there no, as soon as possible. That's the plan for the day. <laughs> Um, another thing I wanted to talk about is, like, some of the store stuff. So, um, you got the Droid Depot, which is over by the lightsaber shop. Uh, the, so we do know that that's about $130 to, uh, do the customizable robot, or, uh, droids. But a couple things I wanted to steal from, uh, one of the YouTubers, uh, Dano. Uh, I saw him. Uh, he's a big Star Wars fan and Micro Machines, which is a weird thing to be into. But whatever. You, do you. But, uh. He pointed out that one of the coolest things of the Droid Depot, uh, so with the, you've got customizable BB units and R2 units, uh, you, you can customize them every way. They have like six to eight different heads for each one. They have different bodies, different legs, different colors. Uh, they have different, um, pieces you can put on them, uh, like add-ons and stuff. They have different tool add-ons, like the hand add-ons and oh, stuff. Man. Um, and they also have different personality traits you can put in them. 
for instance, you can have a first order one. You can have a resistance. You can have a smuggler one. You can have a scoundrel one. Like, it's very cool. And they were saying that it's like, so, uh, because it also uses the Bluetooth stuff. It's like, if you put a resistance droid and you go over to the first order depot, it'll start to get scared and it'll make sounds that he's scared because you're taking him to an unfriendly area to him. Uh, they have bags that you can carry them in, which I've already seen. Uh, oh, people, man. cast members are walking around already with their little BB units inside their backpack. Because uh, the backpack, it's basically a backpack that says uh, Droid Depot. And then it has a little, a little slot. slot that you can open up so everyone can see your droid. Which I'm like, the greatest, like, along, you know. Oh, along with your lightsaber clicked on your side, you're like, yes. I'm living the Star Wars. Um so uh, another thing on top of that, and this is what I'm stealing from Dano, is he pointed out that uh, all of the stuff for the Droid Depot actually says on it, uh, they're tagged with Industrial Automation Company. And I didn't understand what that was. I assumed it was like some Disney thing where they were like, let's create a, an idea. So he revealed, which I have never known before, this is Star Wars canon. This is the company that builds astromech droids, which I was like, I did not know that. But that is just a cool, insane little touch that they brought in. And that's the Disney way of doing it. Oh, and another thing, uh, he pointed it out, uh, because I showed you the YouTube videos. Uh, Dano also pointed out uh, one of the things that they sell in the Droid Depot, because they sell more than that. You know, they got pins for each shop. Uh, But one of the things is they also have patches. Uh, One of the patches they have, it's a reduce, reuse, and recycle patch. But it's Star Wars, so it says, like, uh, it's, uh, I forget what it says, but it's a Jawa one. And it says, oh. like, it has a Jawa in the middle, and it says, like, salvage, uh, take, and, like, I was like, that's so silly Ooh, that yeah. they made that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, like, basically, like, they're just going full depth with these. Uh, you have the Black Spire Outfitters, which is where you can buy actual, real deal Star Wars outfits, which... Uh, we were looking at that. You can buy, like, hero costumes. You can buy pieces of hero costumes. I wonder you... if you could buy, like, money, like, the portions. Like, you know, it's all, like... Oh, um, like, yeah, I assume you can't buy the portions. portions but uh, it would be amazing if you could. Um, oh, I, I'm wondering if you can buy, like, credits uh, to use in the land. I, I'm because curious. I don't know how the credits really work. Yeah, I'm work. curious because, like, you, you said that the credits can be used in the park but, or inside the land, but it's, like, but for Yeah, what? but we're, we're not really sure what they are too uh other than you know with your bounties and stuff yeah uh on top of that uh anyone that's been reading the comic book uh like i have been uh the star wars galaxy's edge so one of the uh secondary characters i would say he's probably a secondary villain is dok undar and he runs the antiquities shop so the whole story is that he has a specific item that the uh first order and the uh resistance are looking for and uh, they know he has it, and they're trying to figure out where he's hiding it. Uh, it's a pretty good story. It starts off with, like, a story of uh, he has a baby Sarlacc uh, inside the shop, which I'm... When I saw that, I was just like, awesome. Because you know it's going to be in the actual shop. Uh, I'll get into that, too. Uh, well, I'll just get into it now. Uh, anyone reading the comic will notice. The comic is a tie-in to the land, and it's so obvious because the first couple panels is like the guy walking through the bazaar and having people trying to sell him like the things they sell and it's like oh get yourself a ronto wrap get yourself like this special and i'm like we get it it's a like we're about to go there and you can buy these things hi we get it uh it's like that uh walt disney when he made that 
Walt Disney's like TV show, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, the Disney TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Is it kind of like that, right, with the comic? Yeah, uh, but you know what I'm saying is it's like uh, to me it's it's just like it's so on the nose to be like, oh, get yourself a Ronto rap, best in this quadrant. Like we're like, yeah, we get it. You're selling that. <laughs> it's like basically just like turning to the screen and going purchase these at disneyland's star wars galaxy's <laughs> edge opens may 31st but um yeah so uh but you know it is like a nice touch so the cool thing is like they're showing you the shop and uh because it shows the baby star like i assume you can see him in the shop which i super hope he's in there uh so um one of the things though is that he's an animatronic in the shop and because he barters for things, you can barter with him using credits for uh, certain items, which I love that. Of course, we don't know what specifics on that are, but that's a cool little plus, you know? Haggle with him and be like, no, I want a better deal. Exactly. Um, to go back a little, actually, I forgot to go over the Joy Depot. You can also purchase, like, the legacy characters, so it's like C-3PO, R2-D2, BB-8. Um, so with those ones, like, they're basically, you know, like the ones you buy now, except uh, I know C-3PO, they said C-3PO, you can take him apart, like his arms, legs, head, and uh, he'll say things to you about that because he doesn't like it. If you put his head on backwards, he doesn't like it. If you put his arms on backwards, he'll say stuff to you. Uh, the coolest one is uh, DJ Rex. So DJ Rex is a toy you can buy in there, but he's got buttons that uh, make DJ sounds, you know, like the wah, 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 like the air horn and all that. But uh, the coolest part is he's a Bluetooth speaker also, <laughs> so you can connect your phone to it and have DJ Rex playing you music, which I'm just like, love it. Uh, also, DJ Rex is inside of uh, the bar, the cantina. Um, a little spoiler for that, too, is that I heard that um, one of the coolest parts, uh, one of the um, YouTubers, uh, was it Mr. Cheesy Pop or something like that? He loved it. He said that uh, when he was in the cantina, uh dj rex said uh he said the line he's like light speed to endor and then it did like that bass drop and i was like that's cool <laughs> and it's showing, it, you're like his old personality personality still in there yes because this is said afterwards so yep. he he's uh already part of that actually i did see too um i don't know what shop it'll be because of course the star wars celebration stuff they just <clears throat> had a ton of stuff they have a, a sign for him uh for dj rex uh <laughs> which i was like that's awesome uh there's like tons of like little things you can purchase um when it really comes down to it, it's like uh you know it's on you what you want to do uh like one thing i can tell you i already know mugs are uh like 25 dollars uh they have button-up shirts you can purchase they're like 60 bucks which you know that's a realistic amount uh the win yeah okay but um uh, $60 is a realistic amount to pay for a button-up, so it's like, okay, that's fine. Uh, they've got hoodies, uh, but every, uh, the cool thing, and we were looking at the videos, everything doesn't look like a regular hoodie or a regular shirt. They're all made to look a little more like Star Wars. Like, I noticed, like, for the shirts, a lot of them are V-neck, because Star Wars is apparently very, uh, it's always been very big on V-necks for some <laughs> reason. Uh, it's super... He knows. Yeah. He knows. V-neck is the future. That's what they're saying. But, um... <laughs> No, uh, you know, it's got lots of little things. Uh, we do know the Dasani water bottle uh, and the Coke uh, bottles and stuff, they're 4 25 so they're not anymore. Yes. I was actually very worried they would cost more. 
Uh, they don't. Seven dollars. Uh, no, we've I, also I already seen. Bucks, well, we've also already seen that you can uh, purchase uh, uh, bags, uh, reusable bags. You know, because they're pushing that in the um, in oh, Disneyland yeah. anyway. Well, they're pushing it uh, park wide uh, or um, Disney park wide. But uh, the cool thing is that they have specific Galaxy Edge uh, Edge ones that say, uh, you know, opening twenty nineteen. So you you'll. You know, that's obviously going to be something you want to grab. Yeah. Uh, I have seen, because they showed it on the Disney Parks blog, they're going to have new maps, obviously. But the new maps are going to open, uh, or they're going to be out uh, May 31st. They're going to feature that shot of, like, the people in the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Uh, they're also going to have a food and nutrition guide inside of the land, so you can grab that and see, like, the nutrition for, uh, for it. Nice. Uh, the milk... Uh, we know is a non-dairy plant-based uh, milk. Uh, it's got like uh, it. I guess they're flavored. It says that they're juice flavored or something. Yeah, it's like I, I don't know. Flavored. Yeah, they're fruit flavored. I don't know what that means, but uh, we know they come in blue or they come in three styles. There's blue, green, and then there's another one. I don't really understand what the other one is. Um, I've heard like, you know, well, I will. I'll say this. Uh, I know like it sounds like I'm about to say something bad. I've heard that the drink is amazing. Uh, I know it's seven ninety nine because that's how much it costs. Uh, the description is like where it gets like kind of weird. Like I've heard people describe it kind of like, um, kind of like being like an almond milk or something like that. Uh, no okay. one's really like specific on what it is, but uh, they say uh, everyone said that it's like really good. Uh, obviously, the blue one is the one from Star Wars uh, canon. The green one is from non-canon Last Jedi. <laughs> uh, I know everyone I talk to, I they, they make the same joke. They're like, I will not get the green milk unless I get to milk it out of some sea cow. That's why I won't drink it. I know where it comes from. Exactly. You know, every time I hear the word The Last Jedi, I'm like, Nathan. <laughs> Nathan. I'm already in a mid-eye roll. No, but, uh, you know, this uh, land, and of course Nathan's not going to get to see it for months. But uh, this land is so, just, just like what I've already been reading. It's just like a dream come true for every Star Wars fan, every kid that's ever wanted to live that life. They're going to get this chance to literally. really be immersed. Yeah, literally any kid who's ever watched Star Wars. I wanted to be Han Solo. I wanted to be Luke Skywalker, you know, all that fun stuff. Exactly. I, I told my wife, because she's seen all of them now, but I was like, if you don't know anything about Star Wars, like, you gotta you gotta watch it all too in order to understand like the land. You to know? be honest, uh, you don't really need to because I watched one YouTuber. Uh, they're just Disney YouTubers, and they didn't know much about Star Wars. You could tell by the way they were talking. And one thing I loved is that it reminded me of pointing. going to Pandora, uh, the world of Avatar, where it's like you don't have to like Avatar. You go there and you're just like, this is incredible. This is so spectacular. I want to buy everything here for some reason. I just bought a Banshee. I don't even like this movie. Dude, I bought the cheeseburger pods when I went to uh, Pandora, and I loved them. They tasted like a McDonald's cheeseburger, but I loved them. <laughs> um, another thing, too, is that uh, this is a thing that came from the cast member previews. Uh, characters walk around like this every day. For instance, Kylo Ren walks around the First Order area. Uh Ray and Chewbacca can be seen walking around the uh the marketplace, just walking around like they're people. He's like, what's up? And I just love, I I just love it. Like I said, it's your chance to fully immerse and be a part of the Star Wars 
honestly, uh, it, it just sounds like, uh, it's, it sounds really cool. And you know darn well that like Kylo Ren probably walks around with a small squadron of, you know, first order troopers. Oh, yeah, and I'm assuming too, uh, judging from the uh, comic book, that you're going to see characters from that comic book in there. Uh, specifically the First Order ones, because it's the same uh, Legion that's there. You know what What I think is cool is, is that we're walking around, whatever, and we see, like, cast members, like, dressed up, whatever, but, like, they're on a the mission. They're like, oh, it's over here, and like, come on, come on, and, like, they're running, whatever. Like, I thought that. See, I, I it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, because I didn't even think about that until, until you brought it up. You're going to have cast members who who are, you know, obviously immersed in the in the land too where it's like yeah but i'm i'm you know part of the resistance and it's like the ones over there they're all first order you can't trust them don't give me that cast member be like have a magical day or whatever with you yeah like may the force be like come on bro you can do better than that no that's what i want is uh whenever they send you on thank you so much have a wonderful day may the force be with you uh so that's the cool thing too is that the characters uh or characters the cast members there uh, they went through a grueling process to become a part of it, but to become a part of it, you are now a full-fledged character there. So you get to decide uh, who you are. So that was a big thing when we saw the stuff about um, about the costumes, right? So the costumes are specific too, where it's like, uh, are, are not specific. So it's like they're given a pretty big wardrobe of things and they get to wear them however they want because nice. it's up to them to decide who they are. Some people are first order sympathizers. Some of them are resistance sympathizers. Some, some of them, them don't the care. Yeah, some of them don't care you know because they're in the outer edge. They're the outer room. They don't know what's going on. My goal is just this registered lady shook my hand. I was like, shake my hand. I like, have a good day. Hey, Wildrow. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I suppose. Uh, one of the cool like, things, too, awesome. is that they have, um, <laughs> they do have little, like, uh, things that they say, too. Uh, I've read about them. Um, I don't remember what they are, but, uh... Do you I, talk about, like, the time, or... Well, no, uh, it's things like, like uh, yeah, uh, it says, like, uh, uh, the spire with you, or whatever. It's like, uh, you know, uh, sun rises, or... Oh, that's right, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, super cool. It's, like, they have, like, their own, uh, things that they say. Which, right back at you. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm just, like, um... You do! <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm fully in. I'm all game. Do they, will they be selling dictionaries there? You could just continue. Uh, just for the end, and you'll just cut it, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's gonna do it for us uh, this week. Uh, once again, I just want to go real quick over it because I, I'm gonna tell you. I know I'm saying it a lot, but I do hate when you listen to like a, a list episode and they don't ever like go back over it. You're just like, I didn't. You know, you Very, you went through each yeah. one and you talked for like 30 minutes about it. Okay, come back. Yeah. Uh, so really quick, uh, our five tips in case you didn't listen <laughs> anywhere past it. Uh, our five tips. Uh, make sure you get there early for that two-hour uh, window. You get to shop before you get there. Number two, get to the cantina. Get what you want to see from there. Get the drinks you want. Number three, if you want a lightsaber or you want to build your own lightsaber, you need to go there, and that's going to be your main priority because it's probably the only thing you're going to do while you're there. Number four, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Ride it because it's the only attraction there anyway. And number five, get your Disney Parks Play app, because that's going to be vital to you as a character. And don't forget to turn on your Bluetooth for it. It'll ask you to, so you're going to have to. Good. Don't forget to have fun. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, but, uh, you know, uh, once again, we want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure to hit us up. Uh, I post a a, uh, post for every episode, 
So you can go hit us at uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's going to be at 3GATM podcast on all three social medias. So you can go on there. You can chat with us. More likely just me because I'm the only one ever on it. But you'll be talking uh, back and forth specifically with me. And, with uh, we, but, you know, it's that thing. It's like a cool way for us to discuss things. I know Nathan loves to uh, gripe with us Live whenever we talk us. about uh, The Last Jedi. Uh, also, make sure you uh, follow us, subscribe, review us on anything that we're on. So uh, we're on Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes. And you can download direct at geocomedy.com slash 3GATM. Uh, other than that, you know, we want to thank you guys again for listening. Deuces. See you later. All right. See ya. Ka-chow. <laughs>